You're listening to Knowing Faith, a podcast of Training the Church. This is Kyle Worley, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Jen Wilkin and JT English. Hey, Kyle. We're back. Jen Wilkin, uh, we, uh, what was the nickname that you gave Jen? No. Well, it's in a later episode. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, it was the Pug Princess of Preachers. Okay. We got Capty Bapty here and the Pug Princess of Preachers. <sighs> We're going to have to think of a good one for him. Let's brainstorm. Jed Barton. Not now, but later. Mm-hmm. Jed Barton, no way. I want to I give it lots of thought. <laughs> of course. It needs to be painful. On today's episode, we're going to catch up a little bit from the holidays and talk a bit about what Knowing Faith is and where we're going for season four. Hope you enjoy the discussion. Welcome back. Hey, how's it going? Hey, good. Hey, guys. Um, two of us sound a little bit different than the third here. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've been on sabbatical, and I almost always get sick over the holidays. Uh-huh. But I think sabbatical is like this little protected Eden mm. where I just didn't get no. sick. I feel great. But you guys have been down and out for yeah. a while. We have been. We yeah. have. Um, I got strep throat. Uh, which was not. You didn't fun. just get strep throat. I got like triple strep. That's what the doctor and, like said. some sort of strep that was identified like on a foreign planet. <laughs> that I got. Like, the, uh, We're not sure what this is. But mm-hmm. Unfortunately, you I got it. it on Saturday uh, and uh, could not preach the next day, so I had to throw it to a, a colleague at the last minute. That's the worst. Finding out. I don't know if anybody else can resonate with this, but finding out in the twelfth hour, you're preaching tomorrow. Yeah, I got a text on Saturday night this past week oh. from the guy that was preaching at the village. And he was like, I think I'm okay, but I'm, I'm feeling a little run down. You got something in the back pocket? Oh. Yeah. And I was like, I don't. I have the NFL playoffs in my back pocket. He's <laughs> mad at me because he thinks I gave him what he has. Oh, I'm fine with it. I'm, I'm okay being patient zero. But you're not feeling great either. No. Okay, you've been but JT on. feels fine. You know why? For now. Because robots don't get oh, sick. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just keep on going. <laughs> uh, but, uh, so anything fun outside of getting sick? Anything fun, big happen over the holidays? Hmm. Any big stuff? My daughter got married. Yay. Really? Yes. yes. It was so fun. And Brad, the producer, he was our DJ. Yes. He's a great he was DJ. fantastic. Mm-hmm. For all you out there wondering what a Wilkin wedding is like, let me tell you, it was easily a top five wedding of all time for me. <laughs> easily. It was one of the best Best weddings, best parties, most fun. Yeah. But, keep, keep talking about because that was the day I got strapped and <laughs> I had to miss. So. That's right. You texted me about that. Yeah, I was pretty heartbroken. But it. like seriously, both from it being like Christ honoring. It was, it was the first of all, the guy who preached it. It was the best. Travis. It was the yeah, best. Yeah, he was uh, unbelievable. Like it was just awesome. I was like, can I get a copy? I was taking notes. Yeah, I'd like to remember that yeah. one. Um, but then the food, the dancing, like it was just awesome. The venue. It's great. <laughs> That's awesome. You, you know what happened, right? People were asking, like, Why, where do they find this venue? I'm like, this is their yeah. house. Yeah, my uncle asked that, actually. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, good find. Yeah. All right. Yeah, this is our backyard. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Well, that is a big deal. Yeah. Congratulations. It was really great. It was a really happy day. Okay. Well, that's awesome. Sorry you missed it. I'm, I'm bummed, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also, too, like a, like, probably... A wedding dancing spectacle is probably the I best way. Have, oh man, yeah. Let's just re reenact. Like mm-hmm. I'll get Brad to come Hang over on. and set the stuff yeah. back. Yeah, up. actually, why don't you play some music? <laughs> yeah. No, um, I, I, Lauren and I for a short while like would often joke like we would hire ourselves out to weddings just to get the dance floor moving. Man, right? We needed you. Well, I've seen videos of you dancing. 
And those, some of those videos will remain hidden forever. We can put, we can put some of those on. <laughs> I would rather not have those That's included the in the show notes. For. Producers, yeah, no, nothing in the show notes there. Um, uh, well, okay, what about, and you were on sabbatical. Yeah, so mid-November till last week was on sabbatical. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Just got a great time with my family. Took a couple of vacations. If somebody's like, I, I don't know what sabbatical is, yeah. so like, tell them what sabbatical is. I mean, like, they shut down everything. I didn't have access to email, my calendar. And I had seven weeks just to hang out with my family, to rest. So I spent a couple days of that just by myself. I went uh, to a beautiful location in Nevada and just rested like I did nothing. I read my Bible, went on some walks, spent some time with the Lord, got a couple vacations with my family. Cool. And Went to a hockey game with the Wilkins. Went to a hockey game with the Wilkins, which was super fun. The guy in front of us, every time he would stand up and cheer, we got to see his pants fall down. Mm. Let's just say that the hockey hockey crowd is a... It's just a, it's just a different crowd. It's like a culture. Yeah, yeah. I, I've got, was it a Stars game? Yes. Yeah, I've gone to a couple of Stars games, and it is a different kind of fan. They're yeah. in. They're, They're in. in. And if you're a Stars fan or a hockey fan in general, uh, we're glad that you're listening to No Fa. <laughs> yeah. Um, but okay, well that's fun. Yeah, it's great. How about yeah. you? Uh, it's pretty casual. Okay. Yeah. I mean, nothing big other than you know getting sick. And you know, and when, and when I don't know, is this the stereotype? But like when a man gets sick. It's this like is a, a it's stereotype. A, okay, yeah. Uh, we were because, talking about this yesterday. Yeah, Jeff it, says to me yesterday, I don't think you had the flu. Okay. I mean, because you didn't seem like you were that. You know, you kept uh-huh. doing stuff. I'm like, I kept doing stuff because there was stuff to do. Right. No, I shut down. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, clear out the house. Yeah. Containment drills. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, yeah when Jeff we, woke up this morning and was like, oh, I think I might be sick. Well, and to be fair, last night he did, he like made dinner, brought it to me on the couch and cleaned it up. So he... He got on board, little okay. children. All right. Well, <laughs> well, yeah. It was a, you know, it was pretty chill. It was pretty chill holidays. It was fun. And now we're back to season four. This is our fourth season of No Fame. We're, we're four. We're four. We're potty trained. We can use silverware. Mm-hmm. That's great. Talking complete sentences. Talking complete sentences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All those things. And we're glad that you're. I didn't so- think we'd make it here. I knew that Thanks, we would make JT. it here. When well, we I, when we make it to season fifty, I'm going to be like, we, I knew that we would make it to season fifty. <laughs> I just it. ran the math on that. I will not be here. <laughs> <laughs> well, we need you to be because we found out that people only listen to Knowing Faith because you're here. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. If, if Twitter is any indication uh, that when you go, the show goes. Uh, yes. Well, listen. Um, Knowing Faith is a podcast, and uh, listen. I, I have this question that I want to ask you guys: If you had to explain Knowing Faith to an alien who oh, did not know what podcasts were, how would you explain it? That's a really. Good, I don't know. Okay. Is it trying to explain time? Do aliens have... <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like you took this question and took it as meta as possible. It's like trying to explain reality, bro. If this alien... is, I'm, I'm with college JT no. in his dorm room. There's a Bob Marley poster on the wall. It's like, I don't know. It'd be like trying to explain time, bro. <laughs> Do aliens have really good friends they hang out with? Oh, that's sweet. That is. Because then it would be easy. Man. Golly, now I'm tearing up. <laughs> Golly. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still uh, riding that wedding high. Yeah, no, I can see, I can see that. Uh, yeah, I mean, so knowing faith in general is uh, we started a podcast. I, I dragged JT and Jen kicking and screaming you because really did. we were having these conversations in private. Uh, I say in private. It wasn't like there was some in the hallway. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there wasn't like some secret club somewhere. But we were regularly having conversations. 
that I felt like were really meaningful and substantive on issues particularly pertaining to the story of Scripture and the beliefs of the church. We were teaching in environments. We were collaborating on this stuff that we were going to be teaching in environments. And we just thought, okay, we have a lot of fun doing this. What if we just made this readily available to people? No, you thought that. I thought that. What what if we just made this readily available to people so they could see a little bit of just uh, what you've just said, learning in process or theology in process or brothers and sisters doing theology together. And so we started putting mics in front of our faces and recording it. And uh, it's been really fun. It's been, I mean, candidly, it, like you said, I was not excited about it for a few reasons. I thought it was going to be a ton of work. Mm -hmm. And I didn't think people would listen to it. And it hasn't been nearly as much work as I thought. And it's been so much fun. And people are listening. I mean, we get feedback that it doesn't matter how, like, what's the way to say this? It doesn't matter for us that a lot of people are listening, but the people who are listening are taking it and having conversations with others about it. That's a big one. That's been really cool. I I feel like I can take the conversation and talk to my husband about it or talk to my wife about it or talk to my college Bible study. Or or even the the messages we've gotten like, hey, we started a group that will listen to the episode Mm -hmm. and then then get together and kind of talk through it. Wow, that's really, I mean, we'd never, like, in my wildest dreams, I didn't think that would happen. Right. I just thought people would listen to this in the car, mm-hmm. and a lot of you probably are. But, but yeah, it's been really fun to just kind of see it grow and develop. And, and uh, it's also a place for us, and I think that for some, they may not realize this, it's a place for us to work out ideas. Mm-hmm. Right, like yeah. we don't we don't come. There's a basic guide that we're following when we're, we hit an episode, but some of the stuff that we kind of fall into sometimes are ideas that are still soft. Oh, We're yeah, working sure. through them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. There's something about doing uh, the theological education or deep discipleship in the life of the local church where you have to show people and, and, and invite them into that process. Mm-hmm. Because when it comes to theology or knowing the Bible, there's a deep sense of awareness of what you don't know. Mm-hmm. And you're afraid that if I get this wrong, I'm somehow more broken exactly. or I'm somehow... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't know God as well as I wish I did, or I'm going to be found out to not be as. And what, that's not true with almost any other topic. Like if you're talking about the Dallas Cowboys, if you didn't know yesterday's stats, you'd want to learn them. Like you'd right. want to maybe talk about them and and understand what happened during the game or whatever. You wouldn't be you wouldn't be ashamed of not knowing what happened in the game if you right. didn't watch it. So with theology, we're trying to invite people into this process of we want to know more about God. And we want to be right about what mm-hmm. the Bible says about God, but we're all learning. And, and that's what we found before we did the podcast is that we were doing together. It was like, mm-hmm. hey, I, I'm teaching this and I think this. And we would have a conversation and realize, mm-hmm. oh, oh, I, I had never thought of that before. Right. Yeah. And that's totally okay with theology because it's meant to be done in community. We're meant to be in process and growing together. Yeah. Well, and I think a lot of times we can know the right answer but still not have fleshed out the why behind it. Or, you know, you still have these lingering questions about it, but you feel like, oh, if I know the right answer, I can't really express a follow-up question. I need to move on to the next thing I need to learn. And by right answer, I just mean like, especially some of the stuff we've talked about with the creeds or like you might be able to articulate what a doctrine says and say it in a way that's orthodox, but it doesn't mean that you've resolved all of your questions around it. You might have a lot of questions still around it and it feels either um, lacking faith or mm. sort of like disloyal right. to, to voice those. And that's been my favorite part about our relationships, mm-hmm. but even about the podcast is that I, I don't think I anticipated that we would do that when we started the podcast, that we would actually go, I don't know, or I don't, I don't know if I agree with you yeah. or 
is that what's really behind this idea? Like, I think I thought we were going to be way more polished. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one of the first episodes, you said something that ended up being, I think you like got a reference wrong or something. Like oh, that. I, yeah, I totally got it wrong. And JT's like, we're leaving it in. And I was like, JT. Well, you I'm, came to my office in a panic. You're yeah, like, I, I said something wrong. Yeah, like super wrong. Like <laughs> super, super wrong. Uh, we did edit it. Thanks, we JT. Did. We did. Yeah. But, but that's kind of the. It was, di- it was disordered wrong. Not It was like an out of order. Yes. thing in the Bible. It wasn't like a we, I'm glad we her- ended it. heretical wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was just, yeah. But it's one wrong. of those things where we've realized, oh, this is far more than like a teaching. I need to nail this. Uh-huh. And it's more, we want to invite people into a conversation yeah. and we are imperfect theologians mm-hmm. who are wanting to make each other better in conversation. Well, one of the things that's always surprising to me, I say surprising, it's, it's not surprising to me, but I always want to try to caution people against the assumption is... You can have this implicit assumption that when you're reading, um, you know, you're reading a book by somebody that you really you consider their input with high regard or high value. There's a teacher that you really uh, are encouraged by listening to, um, and uh, and they're talking about the things of the Lord. There can be a sense of they have all these things ironed out all the time, and that's how they got there. Yeah. But behind the books, behind the sermons, behind the teachings are real wrestling with ideas. And then even afterwards, I mean, which one of us has not taught something or said something on this podcast and then found ourselves at the coffee table the next day talking to the other two saying, you know, I just don't know that I got that right, Right. you know? Um, And so I think another part of this is inviting folks in to realize that the theological task, the task of studying the Bible, are things that are happening um, ongoing. You get them right some of the time. You get them wrong some of the time. Uh, and as long as that's staying kind of in the community of the church, global and historic and present, and within the bounds of orthodoxy, then it's like, okay, there's a lot of freedom there to move around. Do you think it's been really interesting to watch over the last year or even longer than that how some of the key, I'm going to use the word experts because that's where I'm headed with this, sort of the the theologians that everyone has really looked to, they've shown maybe some cracks in in their thinking. And it's very disorienting for people. And I'm not going to say that the Christian community doesn't need experts because I think we do. Like I would consider, JT is going to try to say this isn't true, but I would consider him an expert on -hmm. the Trinity. Yeah. And, but it doesn't mean JT is an expert on every single thing. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things that we've not done is allowed someone who is really good at talking about one thing to maybe not be as good at talking about another thing. Yes. And um, I don't know if it's generational, uh, but I feel like um, we're, we're moving into a period in the church where we're going to need to give some grace to those who are holding a particular area of expertise mm. and say, let's let this person be really good at talking about this, but let's, let's leave room for discussion about other areas. You don't have to be a, a complete expert at all of theology mm-hmm. to be able to speak into uh, the life of the church, yeah. but we should, that we should just, we should take everything um, in, in, in perspective when yeah. you're hearing from That's someone. Good. Do you ever get stuck wondering how to study a Bible passage? The Courage for Life Study Bibles for Women and the Courage for Life Study Bibles for Men have over 1,400 Bible studies. That's a Bible study on every page of Bible text. 
access to the Filament Bible app lets you dive even deeper. If you download the app and you scan the page number, you can open up a world of resources, including over 25,000 additional study notes, hundreds of videos, and a full audio Bible. Start discovering at courageforlifebible.com. That's courageforlifebible.com for incredible study notes and an incredible study Bible. Have you ever wondered what is God's heart towards you? In this noisy world, God's heart beats hard with love and mercy. But how can God share his heart with us when he doesn't have our attention? You're invited to spend 100 days discovering the beautiful, merciful heart of God with Overflowing Mercies, a new devotional by Craig Allen Cooper. The Lord is not ashamed of you or quick-tempered toward your faults. Each one of your weaknesses, faults, frailties, and failures does more to arouse God's love than to stir up His anger. If you could fathom in some small way how warmly God truly feels about you, the faintest grasp of His immeasurable affection would reduce you to tearful wonder and heartfelt gratitude. As God's mercies are new every single morning, overflowing mercies will continue to be a constant well of refreshing comfort, encouragement, and strength. It's perfect for personal quiet times, family and dinner table devotions, and small groups. Let this devotional help you get intentional, stay connected to God, and continue loving others. Order your copy of Overflowing Mercies, 100 Meditations on the Tender Heart of God today at moodypublishers.com or wherever great books are sold. Well, let's talk about a couple of areas that this podcast connects with, of which you two are experts. So let's talk about how does knowing faith connect with kind of the unique vision that we have for theological education, biblical literacy in the local church, and complementarianism, right? So the three of us, and, and you two in particular, have a really unique vision for theological education in the local church, mm-hmm. for biblical literacy or Bible literacy in the life of the local church, uh, and complementarianism, right? We've talked about that on here a lot. And so let's start with kind of adult education or theological education and Bible literacy. How is knowing faith connect to that? What I mean, because you know, I think I mean, if somebody's faith- listening to this, they hear that we're talking about some of these other things that we mm-hmm. do. I think knowing faith was a product of those passions, and it, it is ultimately the embodiment of what what we were trying to do in the local church in the first place. So at the Village Church, we started the Village Church Institute five years ago uh, this year, which blows my mind mm-hmm. uh, already yeah. that it's already been five years, but it was really birthed out of this vision for the local church to be the primary place where God's people are learning the way of Jesus together, mm-hmm. where they're studying the Bibles, where they're studying theology, where they're doing it in the context of community. And historically, evangelicalism has outsourced those kind of environments to Bible colleges or to seminaries and praise God for those institutions, or even uh, like Bible study fellowships yeah. or parachurch, uh, parachurch organizations, like, you know, Campus Crusade, any. And again, those organizations, many of which have changed my life. I'm so grateful for, but the local church has forgotten that that's her primary calling and what we should be doing. And so five years ago, we had this vision and our leadership team had this vision to see what it would look like to do theology at the highest possible levels and to continue to grow, continue to learn in the life of the local church and for it not just to be outsourced to academic scholars or to theologians, but to say this is for all of us because we're all theologians. And so over the last five years in different environments, we've invited men and women in the local church into these kinds of conversations, mm-hmm. whether it be studying the book of First and Second Samuel or studying Acts together or studying systematic theology and reading primary sources like Augustine and Irenaeus. And what we've found 
is that the local church can do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as we started doing it together as a team, a team that was passionate about that, we began to realize uh, like knowing faith just became kind of like this, this – uh, I don't even know what the right word is. I, it feels like a public demonstration of yeah. what we're doing internally at the village and now at Mosaic. It wasn't mm-hmm. a part of the strategy. It right. was just something that was birthed out. It happened. It, yeah, it happened. happened because it of happened. our because of our passions. Yeah. 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 Anything to add to that? I think just that um, like stumbling into a relationship with JT after years of sort of trying to find my place in the local church and then being um, – just seen and heard, which is not to say that that hadn't been the case at other times, but JT and I shared a similar vision. And um, I, I had felt like for a long time, uh, wherever I was, that I was sort of like yelling into the whirlwind, you know, hey, nobody knows the Bible. Nobody knows the mm. Bible. And so just sort of the coming together of, of JT saying, hey, you know, we need theological education in the local church and me saying, hey, they don't know the Bible. Hey, what if we could do this together? Mm-hmm. And then actually being able to do it and really, I wouldn't say that I think the complementarianism thing was almost an accident, too, because mm-hmm. it kind of showed up right after yep. you hired me. Yep. And I, I remember saying, I don't want to talk about this. It I don't want to think us, about It this. wasn't like a pet project yeah, for either of us. I was like, this is not – I want someone to just tell me what you decide. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't we didn't want and – and it sucked so much oxygen out of the first, you know, year or two that we were working – together to build this other thing that was really the thing we, we cared about. And mm-hmm. then it turned out that as we were building the other thing, we were living out mm-hmm. what we were wanting to see be the case in complementarian churches. Yeah. Right. It's been a gift. Really? Yeah. yeah, it really has. Sweeter than I think any of us could have planned. There's no doubt about that. Um, well, so what's your favorite thing to hear from a Knowing Faith listener? So if somebody's like, hey, listen to the podcast. What's your favorite thing to hear from them? Like the, my fake favorite thing or my <laughs> favorite thing. You can give us both. You, you have, you have well, a you sent out this tweet and uh-huh. like I, as soon as – so Kyle sent out a tweet a few weeks – I guess about a week ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were like, you know, tell us why you listen to Knowing mm-hmm. Faith. And we just had a ton of awesome responses. But yeah. as soon as I saw the tweet, which was like minutes after you sent it. You text me. Yeah, I was like, why, why would you send this <laughs> – Tweet. We know the answer. It's because Jen Wilkin. Right. We're so going dumb. to lose our job. Why would you? Why would you? And that was immediately validated. Yeah. Why would you ask people what we already know uh-huh. and what completely discredits us? Yeah. I did feel incredibly expendable after I put the yeah. tweet out there. Uh-huh. No, they can listen to me lots of places if uh-huh. they only want to listen to me. There's I no- think they like that. It's the three of us talking together. Yeah. And I that was that my favorite response is when I hear. Man, I gathered a group of my friends yes, and I did yes, this, you yeah. know, and uh, or and I did love there were a lot of my wife and I talk about this. Yeah. My, like, I think what it's ended up doing is because I'm on here with you guys, yeah. like it occurred to people in a way that it might not otherwise have. Hey, what if we just what if we both listen or hey, mm-hmm. you might, you know, a wife can recommend it to a husband, a husband can recommend it to a wife um, just with more uh, just sort of more intuitively than they yeah. might if it were something that seemed more geared toward one particular gender. Yeah. No, I, I thought that was really cool when we yeah, started getting those yeah, responses. Yeah, that's one of my favorite responses. Me is too. Talking about it with other people, especially if I'm talking about it with uh, people of the, uh, the opposite gender. So we had like a couple of people respond. It was like, this is the first time I've ever heard men and women talk about the things of the Lord yeah. in a way that they were respecting one another. I thought like, wow, that's incredible. Like I would that, say that's the most common piece mm-hmm. across, you know, yeah. the, like when people will send me a DM or something, mm-hmm. that's what I hear the most. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. We uh, had a few, th- that's my favorite response yeah. also. There, we had a few also where, where people said, 
I don't have people to talk mm-hmm. to this about. Right. And I feel like I'm sitting at the table mm-hmm. with you guys. I feel invited into the conversation. So first, I'm grateful for that. And second, I just want to invite you to try to start these conversations with people in your local church, yeah. your smog. Maybe there's more people interested in this than, than, you realize. than you realize. But I think that's the first step, right, is is hearing or seeing it done and yep. then thinking, this is possible. It's possible. You can do it. And then you're more aware of like who around me might might be mm-hmm. someone I could invite into this kind of a discussion. And it's also been fun. This is totally, listen, I know that this is like so hyper millennial what I'm about to do here, but it's also been fun to see the conversation continue with the hashtag knowing faith podcast. Mm-hmm. It's been really fun to just see people jump on there. Like I love getting asked for book recommendations. Yeah, I questions. love it yes. yep. um, because I love reading and I love books <laughs> and probably once a week now, somebody asked me, there's a, like a guy that asked me last night, I'm gonna have to respond to him today. I've got the message saved. So I can just copy and paste it in about what my favorite translation of Calvin's Institutes is. I'm like, yes, I will tell you, right? (laughs) It's John T. McNeil. That's the one I want you to buy. Um, And so I like that stuff. It gives us an opportunity to interact with folks um, that are listening, and that's really fun. I think another thing that I love hearing from folks is – um, their interests in our agreement and disagreements. Yep. Um, and we've had... I'm pretty interested in those also. <laughs> I know you are. Um, uh, so I think it'd, it'd be good to just kind of pause here for a minute and talk about like, because I get this one, this is definitely one of the more popular pieces of feedback I get is uh, you guys, uh, you guys seem to disagree a lot or you disagree about a lot of stuff. And it's sometimes it, it can be a little bit misleading because... Because we agree on so much. Right. And, and I want to just paint the picture. This is how most Christian theology is done in the sense of like, if you find two Christian theologians disagreeing with one another, very often they're disagreeing over something that is incredibly small on top of a mountain of things they both agree on. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and that's just part of the task. When you get into the details and the weeds, you start getting really specific and you start kind of I don't know, splicing hairs a little bit. You realize you're sharing 99.9% of assumptions. Exactly. It's a, it's a privileged conversation. Yes. That, you're absolutely yeah. right. And so for the audience to, to pick up on our disagreements is always so interesting to me because I think that they, one, I think they, uh, they appreciate that we disagree with each other without despising one another Right. in a culture in which it just seems like that seems to be... Yeah, an impossibility. We're not uh, worried about the other person's like spiritual formation. No, uh, or yeah, I just want to also <laughs> relationship is not on the line. No. Exactly, exactly. That yeah. uh, that we can inter- uh, we can engage with the At ideas. Well, you could argue it's the basis <laughs> yeah. of the relationship. It's true. <laughs> Possibly, uh, uh, but we can engage with the ideas meaningfully, and then we can walk away. Like I just want the audience to know there has never been a time in, in our most vehement disagreements. There has never been a time where after we finished recording that episode, we were like mad. No, never. There's never, you've, <laughs> if, if it's ever felt... And the trolling that goes on yes. uh, via text. Yeah. You know, oh, the, here's an article <laughs> I thought you might want to read. Thread. You know, like whatever. Yeah, and JT's <laughs> always invoking, especially recently, let's give an example of our disagreement with the Holy Spirit stuff. Yeah. JT must have sent us three or four text messages on sabbatical that said something like this. I've been talking to everybody about yeah. this Holy Spirit thing. <laughs> You're wrong. And they all disagree with you. Well, one of the per- people I was talking to was St. Athanasius in oh, On the Incarnation. <laughs> and he disagrees with you. I just want you to know that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> but it's that kind Do you remember of- the conversation we had? You were still on staff here. And it was about uh, theology and a song that we both were, were listening to. Yes. We, the, I love that song. I know. And that's fine. Okay. Whatever. But we yelled at each other for about two hours. Like, yeah. how could you not like this song? Or 
how could you like this song? Yeah. I remember that. You remember yeah. that? Mm-hmm. But you we, could hear it. Like, but we left the conversation and it was like, hey, you want to go get, get coffee? Right, exactly. <laughs> no, and I think, yes, and I love that about... I love that about the theological task. I think that if you're new to it, it can feel foreign because you're like, well, wait a second. Don't like JT and Jen like, and Kyle, weren't they all teaching in the same space? Like how mm-hmm. did they agree or disagree on this? But there would be times in the training program where like JT would take a question from the, from the class mm-hmm. and he would answer it one way. And then he'd be like, Kyle, what would you say about that? I'd be like, I, I, I know. I'd probably mm-hmm. just do it a little bit differently. Totally. Right. And I think that's good for people to understand that, like we've said here, and like I've said many times, that on the broad base of orthodoxy, that you and I and JT, that we all stand on, there is a lot of space for Mm -hmm. us to move around. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I think that's really fun for the audience to hear and to realize that there's freedom. That's where learning happens. Right. But some of them get a little stressed out, too. They're like, I need you to talk about the Holy Spirit again (laughs) right now. And. That's the other piece of this is we're not doing soundbite theology. Mm-hmm. Like this is an ongoing conversation and I would compare it to like the process of writing, like as an author where they say you write to learn what you think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We dialogue to learn what we think too, Absolutely. which means you're allowed to say something a little half baked mm-hmm. and throw it out there and let people punch at it a little yep. bit, you know, because they're not punching at you. No, exactly. that's right. They're punching at it. But I will say that's predicated on a lot of trust in, in right. the relationship. True. So like if you're out there listening and you're like, Oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to gather six people. I know not very well. Right. And we're going to get in a room and we're going to tear apart a doctrine. Probably don't. Yeah. Uh, yeah like first point. play Yahtzee together or something right. like get to know each Yahtzee. other. Do people still play Yahtzee? Uh, Jen, Gosh, maybe you, you boggle. and Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy Yahtzee night yeah. at the world. Yeah. Um, well, what are we talking about this season? What, 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 what do we have going on? We're going to keep going through what, the book of Acts. We've yeah. got the second half of Acts to go mm-hmm. through. We're in Acts 14. So we've got 15 <laughs> chapters left. Is that right? Uh, yep. Yeah. 15 chapters all the way to Acts 29. We record these things early in the morning. I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to bait you for the Acts 29 joke. I've done that like 20 times. Acts 29. It'll always play though. It will. Thank you. Appreciate that. So we'll be in Acts. We're actually starting in chapter 13. Perfect. I didn't even know. I wrote the script for that and forgot. Yeah. Yeah. Acts 13 through the end and then we'll finish the creed. Yeah, we'll finish the Apostles' yeah. Creed. Yeah, it sounded like some people thought we just weren't going to. Yeah, we were just like, some, oh, somebody, foolish Galatians. somebody texted me, they were joking, they were like, do you not believe in the resurrection? <laughs> no, <laughs> the that part didn't seem important. important. Yeah, we just felt we like, just felt like it kind of trailed off there at the end. Yeah, we just didn't space it out mm-hmm. appropriately. It was really more just, of a planning error. Have we decided to do a season on church history? Well, we're going to do, I think, well, you and I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you and I had the phone call. Yeah. Um, uh, we're airing our private laundry here. Brother. There it is. Um, no, but uh, yeah, I think we're going to do like the kind of big moments or kind of confessional moments. At the end of this season. Yeah, at the end of this season. But then I think eventually... Oh, we are going I to think do we, a like season. season five yeah, or season six, five. we do church history. The history of the church. Yeah. So we're going to hit some other big kind of confessional moments this season, and then eventually we'll come back and do history of doctrine, history of church stuff, which is fun. And then Jen's got us... She's, I got an idea. I'm she's thinking. got an idea uh, for some Bible stuff. So, listen, we're excited. Um, uh, I am, I'm really excited to jump back into the Apostles' Creed. Honestly, spending last semester reflecting on it was it was really just meaningful to me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I found that I was going back to it again and again and again. 
um, and consideration in my own prayer life and my own thought life. And so I'm really glad that we're going to be jumping in and glad that y'all are listening to this podcast. We really are enjoying it. We're enjoying having you on. And I'm excited for season four. We've got a lot of after the facts coming. We have some guests. Like Greg Allison's going to be on with us. I'm pumped about that one. We've got a live recording that we're doing at the Proclaim Truth Conference again Mm -hmm. here in a couple of weeks that we'll probably put out into the ether. Yeah. Uh, Isn't Jackie Hill joining us for that? Yeah, Jackie Hill Perry will be Mm -hmm. joining us for that. So anyways, that'll be really fun. I'm excited for this season. Season four. For more information, you can look into the show notes in the podcast description. We'd be honored for you to leave us a podcast review on iTunes or wherever you find your podcast. You can find us online at trainingthechurch.com. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter by searching Knowing Faith. On our next episode, we'll jump back into the creed and talk about the forgiveness of sins. Love it. See you next time. Grace and peace.